<laughs> now I'm fucking mad that I missed that. <laughs> Don't worry, I can do it again. Go ahead. What, now? Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't do it now on command. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you push the button? <laughs> yes! Oh, I know you pushed the button. What later? Ah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, and trust me, it'll come up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you. See, actually, I have two questions. Th- okay, we're gonna we're gonna start with the easy one first. I, I'm my brain is limited. <laughs> I, believe me, oh. after all these years, I know your brain is limited. Bastard! <laughs> it's gone. You walked into it. I know. Let's say, for the sake of argument, aliens land on Earth. Ah, yes. And they say to you, Bill, show us what a rock star is. Oh. Who do you show them? Now, keep in mind, there is no wrong answer. Oh, Jesus. There is no wrong answer. It's all subjective. But uh, there's only one truly correct answer. Well, um, honestly, and I hate I hate to say this, but uh, Paul Stanley, you're wrong. <laughs> if you say a rock star, I mean, he's star child. He plays rock, you know. That's a terrible answer. Is this is this the poll? No, this is not the poll. Thank God. If, if this is the inanity that you were waiting for. No, 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 no. The, the only proper answer to that question <laughs> yeah. is Lemmy. Well, he's the embodiment but I of rock star. But I can't show an alien Lemmy. You know, how can you not show an alien Lemmy? There's plenty of photographic evidence and video evidence of said le- uh, of said Ian Fraser Kilmister. Yes, but okay, all right, all right. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> okay, you want? Should I tell you? Uh, yes. I, what's what's the? Okay, now this is a poll that's been going on for a little bit at the gas station. This is the morning the morning poll. Okay. I ask it to just about everybody. Which would you prefer? A completely unenthusiastic hand job. No passion, no emotion, just kind of blase in there. <laughs> or an angry hand job. Oh, wow, that's a tough I'm one. not fucking happy about it, but I'll do it, you fucking rat bastard. Oh, that's that that's actually a tough one. Uh uh See, on one hand, the angry one, I mean, if, you know, they start mashing it like they're making potatoes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could get, you could kind of get hurt a little bit, you know, and then, you know, I mean. Or they, or they give it the ketchup bottle treatment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, a, I think a blase one's kind of more fun. You know, I mean, it's just like, like, at, at one point, nobody's interested anymore. <laughs> and it's just. You are in the minority. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I just keep thinking, like, you know, I don't. Yeah, the ketchup bottle thing, I'm, I'm a potato masher. You know, <laughs> you, you don't, you don't want that. You know, you know, it's like then it's like you know, depending if there's a ring there, it gets caught. It could, just, it could go bad. It could really go bad. It go sour. The overwhelming majority have opted for the angry hand job. Overall majority is weird. These are the people I associate with. Yeah, it's... <laughs> God. What? What an odd thing. Why? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the, 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 the levity up a little bit. So that way we have a thinking point, something to go by, something better. Because I didn't have a food thought this week. And if okay. I did, I forgot it. 
But I was at work staring at the exit sign. Okay. And I got I got to thinking that exit's probably a made up word. Okay. And then I'm looking at it and like the letters are all symmetrical, which I thought was awesome. You could, it's like a palindrome. You can read it forward and backwards. Wait. What? The palindrome of exit would be tykes. Oh, well, okay. Some things don't stand up to like the most, you know, majority of scrutiny, but it's still there. Every, you know, the letters are all looking the same. How does a fucking E look like a T? Right. I was thinking of that too, right? It's a silent E. Because you don't need it. You don't need that E on there because it's like an X it. Uh, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. So I think I think the E was just put there like, you know, years ago on X words because they couldn't just put an X there. And somebody said, well, you know, like uh, it's exhibit, you know, but it's like, well, we should put an E there. Why? No reason. So it's silent. It's not silent. It is. You don't pronounce it. X it. You have the X and the it. <sighs> the E is silent. Uh, in the word exit, the X makes a X sound. Kind of like a KS together. X. No, I think. Eh. Yeah, but I thought it's an X. X it. It works. I'm looking at you. We judging. no. We could get rid of so many letters that we don't need. Uh, can I get rid of two letters? J R. Dude, that hurt. That hurt right here, <laughs> right here, my heart. Hold on. All right, I'm over it now. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm a quick healer. Good. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> Jim, warm up. We may call you in off the bench. <laughs> Whoa. After after this one, we're we're gonna have to because this this eighty nine got weird. Yeah, eighty nine uh, is kind of fucky. Yeah, uh, eighty nine is boy. That's a transition year if there ever was one. This is another one of your brilliant fucking ideas. Whoa, what do you mean? This was a brilliant idea, and it still is when we started. Shut up. It was when we started, and now we got here. Yeah, but it's good. Eighty nine was like eighty nine is like it, it depending on which way the pendulum swings. I think that's the right metaphor. It could be really primo or it could be. Eh. OK, here's what we'll do. Since I can never make the right choice in this, are we going to go with rate your music's list or are we going to go with Loudwire's lists? Honestly, I don't think it's going to matter. I think the list is going to be about the same all around. This was a very. This is this is this is the year that like things started transitioning. Transitioning? Yes. It's a new word. Yep. All right. Well, before well, let let let's pick up. No, pick you, one. No, you pick one. No, I, no, 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 look, no. I'm gonna complain either way. Even if I pick it, I'm gonna complain. So there's no point. Uh, I hate you. Ah, you don't. You're right. I don't. Yes. <laughs> it's trust. All right. We're gonna go with right ear music. Okay. Good. Now. All right. As always. We'll start with the pop. Now, I had to do something different because, holy shit, the top 100 pop was freaking amazing for this year. Uh huh. So I'm going to go through some select numbers that happened in 89. Okay. Starting in 91, at number 91, I should say. Number 91, Alice Cooper's Poison. Great song, great album. Yep. And, 80, and this is all pop, the pop charts. Yeah. 86, 
Paradise City by GNR. Okay, another great song. Uh, 82, Lay Your Hands on Me by Bon Jovi. Eh. It was it was all right. Uh, we right we mentioned it when they started Jersey when you know yeah and you said hey, it's canceled it wasn't canceled fuck off so eighty one <laughs> eighty one was loving an elevator by Aerosmith shit song awesome song shit band awesome song shit band you say you're you're trying to round me up now, yes I seventy seven close my eyes forever Lita Ford Ozzy Osbourne great song yes it's a beautiful song. 74 is Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Okay. And that was an album that came out the previous year. Yeah. They've already got a couple on here. Uh, yeah, and then 71 is Patience by Guns N' Roses. Okay, that's off of Use Your Illusion. Or not Use Your Illusion, uh, GNR Lies. Dumbass. Yeah. Shut so up. Just, uh, 61, 18 in Life by Skid Row. That yeah. there. The, uh, oh, hang on. Let's, no, let's, no. Let's, not, let's not gloss over this. Skid Row's debut mm-hmm. is one of the best hair metal debuts of all time. Yep. I, I, I mean, there's so much good shit on that. Um, 18 in Life, Youth Gone Wild. Um, sweet Little Sister. Sweet Little Sister. Big Guns. Big Guns. I Remember You. Yeah, that the, the, the debut was awesome. It was just... Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it was one. But of course, fortunately, it happened in 89, which I didn't realize, like, a lot of stuff, the shit that happened this year, and then... Fifty three was Armageddon It by Def Leppard. Okay. Uh forty three was Once Bitten Twice Shy. Great White. By Great White. Seventy nine was Bon Jovi. Born to be my baby. That's actually uh, that's kind of a more under the radar, yeah, deeper cut Bon Jovi song. And I really enjoy that song. Mm-hmm. I, I realize as I'm writing this that I wrote sometimes the artist first, sometimes wrote the artist last. And it's fucking up my eyes. Uh then twenty nine. Sorry, 27, like it matters. That could be a 23 even. In the 20s somewhere, <laughs> Bon Jovi, I'll be there for you. Uh, see, that this was is every, all the pop stuff, so you can that see was it's, every, a lot, it's a lot of slower Right. That, that was everybody's prom song that year. Oh, yeah, maybe in 89. And then 15, Heaven by Warrant. That's another so, fantastic. Yeah. So it's a lot of the ballads, a lot of the pop stuff. But I mean, it, the, the list was, and I, I didn't do it any other year because they just weren't there. Right. It seemed like this was the year that the power ballad was king and everything was being played. And that's why I don't think that Decline of the Western Civilization was the was the actual death knell that people say. Right. I think the power ballad just showing up on pop stuff everywhere, that probably did worse yeah you know you know uh since we're at a warrant song mm-hmm. the dirty rotten filthy stinking rich album which probably came out in 89 yep um spoiler spoiler alert <laughs> um that's another great hair metal debut album mm-hmm. and you know the if you go back kids uh when they had we, we had these wonderful things called cds and cassettes and, you know, physical media, mm-hmm. there were liner notes inside these things. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times in the liner notes, they had lyrics printed. Oh, yeah. If you go back and find a copy of DRFSR, that's what the cool kids mm-hmm. call Dirty Rotten Filthy Stinking Rich. You go back and you find an original copy of that, there's no lyrics printed. <laughs> Janie Lane was not happy with that album. Oh, okay. He said it felt rushed. I can see that, but great it, album. Yeah, 
I mean, uh, down, so- down Boys was... Yep. I mean, that was just a... a, a down Boys and Dirty Rotten and Silty Fink Rich were great songs. Yes. And then you have Heaven. Yes. Sometimes She Cries. Wow, Big, I forgot. Yeah, a lot of that was Big on Talk. Oh, yeah. 32 Pennies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That That's one of my favorite Warren songs. Yeah, there was a... There was a lot of good stuff on that. That, that it's a great album. Mm-hmm. It's a. Gr- I mean, that is like hair metal goodness right there. Yeah, and this was like I think this was like the peak of it. Everything coming out. Yeah, from from at least what I saw. Now the actual top ten. Okay, not not so hairy of the metal. Uh, number ten, Anita Baker, giving you the best I got. I don't know that. No one. clue. Yeah. Uh, number nine. This I I love the name of this band. Will to power. And it's called Baby I Love Your Way and Freebird Medley. Yeah. I didn't listen to it, but I was like, that sounds... I remember it. It sounds it's, awful. It's fucking terrible. Yes. It's absolutely atrocious. Number eight. Oh, yes. Millie Vanilli. Girl, you know it's true. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. I, I love you. you. And we just did more singing than Millie Vanilli did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and number seven, Bette Midler, Wind Beneath My Wings. I'll never forget this one as this is Stone Cold's song. <laughs> when they sang it to Stone Cold in yes, retirement. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's, oh, God, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. God, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> oh, six, uh, one of Paul Abdul, cold-hearted. Cold-hearted snake. Yes, this was, that was, uh, Paul Abdul was a great, I mean, she was awesome. That was fun. Yeah. That was just fun pop music. And uh, number five is Janet Jackson, Miss You Much. I miss you much. I think when I hear the tops of these lists, I think Dorney, because this is this is the year we met. Yeah. And this is the stuff that was playing all over those speakers all over the place. Right. And like especially for for like us, because we were right at the center stage theater. Yeah. So we we heard all of this stuff. Yeah. On a constant freaking loop. Number four, Paul Abdul with Arsenio Hall straight up. Now tell me. Oh, God. I love that song, too. Just that she just was so wonderful. Yeah, I, I Paula Abdul um, started out. She was a I think I think she was a Laker girl. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think she was a cheerleader for the L.A. Lakers. And turns out the girl can sing and yep. and dance and do know? choreography and yeah. it was, and did fun songs. Yeah, they were catchy and they were fun. Pop goodness. Yes. Uh, number three, Poison. Every rose has a thorn. Uh, I know. It's it's the one that everybody knows. I mean, it's number three of eighty nine. It was everywhere. Yeah, it was. Uh, but that's off of uh, "Open Up and Say Ah." Yep, that's a great album. That is a really, really mm. fantastic Poison album. Yep. Um, it, it it's before they did. It's before they kind of went off the off the rails a little bit. Not too terribly much. I, I thought Flesh and Blood was. I thought Fle- Flesh and Blood is one of my favorite ones. Oh yeah, you know I like that one more than I think of their whole catalog. I like Flesh and Blood the best. Yeah, Flesh and Blood's a good album. Yeah, but uh, I had nothing wrong with open. As a matter of fact, I was going through that big bin of cassettes. Uh huh. And I started organi- I organized everything. I looked. That's so you saw the picture. Yep. And I found um, the open up and say ah, and I looked. I was like, yep, edited version of the cover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the the old edited version. Yeah, which is a the dumbest edit possible. Which is strange that a few, I think maybe a year or two later, baby's penis on a cover. Okay, hey, he sued. But but still, that was okay. Yeah. That was fine. 
but a cartoon tongue, that's too fam far. Right. <laughs> All right, right. I got you. And also that album. I mean, you look at the cover of that album. That cover of that album was not indicative of poison. No. Okay, that cover is Venom. That cover is a death metal, a black metal. That, that's what that cover is. I won't go that far. Oh, it, 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 it but it's more, it's, it's, a, it's a wasp cover. That too. It's a harder edge cover. And the music is not, Poison is not hard edge. No. They don't need an edited cover, but it probably boosted sales to hell. I'm sure it did. Yep. Number two, Bobby Brown, my prerogative. <laughs> oh, this is, this is before, uh, before his marriage to Whitney, uh, before pissing on underage girls, so, allegedly. Was, wait, I thought that was uh, R. Kelly. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I got, Damn, son. I'm sorry, Bobby. I'm sorry, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Brown was he because he was a member of, I think, New Edition. Bell Biv DeVoe. New, no, New Edition. Bell Biv DeVoe was New Edition without Bobby Brown. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And Bell Biv DeVoe went a whole different direction. And Bobby Brown went a, another. They they really they changed things up, which I liked some early Bell Biv DeVoe. Like, yeah, it's like that New Jack Swing type yeah. thing. Uh, like, uh, uh, what was that? Poison. Yep. My that, girl is poison. That, yes. that, that, yeah. that, 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 That's that. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how. I mean, it's just, it was great stuff back then. And number one, I mean, of all, I mean, I can't. Sometimes I look at the number one. I have to like do multiple searches because I'm like, all that shit shows up. And then number one, Chicago, look away. Never fucking heard of it. And I know a lot of Chicago songs. You, you know the song. You've heard it. I, you know, I may have. If you see me walking by and the tears are in my eyes, look away. Sounds baby, look away. It sounds familiar, but I was more like, I and I have like a couple of Chicago albums, and you know, I I, I lost Chicago when they did the well, Peter Cetera did Gloria Love, but I just never heard of that. I know this song. It doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah. Yeah, it, you definitely heard the song though. Okay, I I don't doubt it. I don't I don't, and I I am lax on this because I don't I want to listen to some of these albums before I show up so I can remember what's on them. Uh huh. But I've I've fumbled my way through every year so far, so I just leave it to you. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go with rate your music. Okay. Okay. According to Rate Your Music... The, My writing is fucking awful. <laughs> the best metal albums of 1989. Uh, we're gonna, we'll just start with number 10. Overkill, The Years of Decay. Yes! Best album. Love that album. Great songs. Uh, great album. Hang on. That one I can name. Evil Never Dies. Um, the one with the spider. Skull Crusher, I think, is on that one. Uh, Years of Decay. Time to kill. They're only ballad. Out on this road. Can't remember the name of the song now, but it's on there. I love Years of Decay. Nothing to Die For? No, that was, that was, I know that one. Eh, it's one, of, it's one of their slower songs. Okay, it opens up with Time to Kill. Yes. Then we go to Elimination. Oh. That is such a great song. Mm -hmm. And I, I love the video. It's all black and white and just like, Shots of them playing like in a warehouse mm -hmm. and, you know, extreme close ups of uh, Bobby Gustafson playing the guitar and, you know, Dee Dee playing the bass and, you know, Blitz Ellsworth singing. And it's such a uh, not really a fun song. Well, it's, but it's good. It's a great song. Yeah. 
one-way ticket to elimination. Mm. Eliminate the right, eliminate the wrong, eliminate the weak, eliminate the strong, eliminate your feelings, eliminate too late, eliminate the hope, eliminate, eliminate. Yep. I still remember it. Yep, it's a good song. (laughs) And then we got I Hate. Yes. That is another, that's another (laughs) overkill anthem right Mm -hmm. there. Uh, And then we got Nothing to Die For, Playing with Spiders slash Skull Crusher. Yeah. Uh, Birth of Tension. Oh, that's a good one. Who Tends the Fire. The Years of Decay and Evil Never Dies. What if it's The Years of Decay that is... That I know that there's a, it's a ballady song on there. Right. But it's a good one. Oh, God. I love I love some Overkill. Another, next, uh, number nine is a record I'm not really too familiar with. Uh-oh. Annihilator's Alice in Hell. Jesus Christ. Why do you always pick the worst fucking list? I know. This is fucking <laughs> terrible. Um, okay. I'm, not, I'm not real familiar with Annihilator's work. Okay. Um, I know that I know everybody loves them, but I never really mm-hmm. gave them much of a listen. Uh, next is one that our friend Chuck Knight would would love and be all happy about that they're on here. Uh, Ministry with the mind is a terrible thing to taste. Oh, OK. Yeah, I, um, did, I did not know that they were around that long. Yeah, I got into them more with uh, Psalm 69. Amazingly, Al Jorgensen hasn't fucking OD'd by this point. Oh. Sorry, I got I got no love for ministry. Right. Uh, that uh, is there anything on here I even know? There's nope. nothing I know because it was it was before mm-hmm. I got into them. Nope, nothing I know, nothing I care about. S- another one I don't know. Sodom's Agent Orange. Oh, you see, I think I thought you'd be into Sodom. So, hey, look. <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not touching it. Oh, uh, uh, come on. No, I'm not touching. It. All right, all right. Uh, now we got cor- uh, Coroner with No More Color. All right. What number are you at? Six? Six. Yeah, I don't know anything right. Don't know it either. Voivod's Nothing Face at number five. Now, you should know this. Voivod. Yeah, now, this can, is a good speak album. speak to Voivod. This is a good album. Uh, we got The Unknown Nose, Nothing Face, Astronomy Domine, which is actually a cover of a Pink Floyd song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, great song. Uh, you know, I fucking love Voivod, good Canadian prog. Okay, uh, prog. Metal. I could never get into Voivod, and I tried. Yeah, they're they're really good. After Newstead left Metallica, this mm-hmm. is where he went. Okay, uh, after well, after Echo Brain, and he did oh. a, did a stint with Ozzy, and then joined Voivod, and right. and then Piggy died, and that went away. And mm. but yeah, this is one of Voivod's early records, and it's one of their best efforts. It's really good. Um if you're into Prague, definitely check out Nothing Face. It's a fucking amazing album. Um, God Flesh is Saves Slave State. I don't know. At that number one. four. God Flesh, this is some more industrial metal. Uh, but this is, to me at least, a little bit more palatable than, yeah. than like ministry. Mm-hmm. God Flesh. Uh, now, 89 was when like a lot of industrial shit kind of hit. Nine Inch Nails was. Uh, came out around this point Ministry Godflesh Front 242 Einstein mm-hmm. You know Those bands were coming out About this time um, They had uh, Godflesh had one uh, Single off of this I remember from the uh, I remember from uh, Headbangers Ball uh, What the hell was it? A Devastator And then 
uh, they also uh, shit. There was two of them because Street Cleaner was, uh, Street Cleaner was a uh, single as well. They did a yeah. video for that. Right. But once again, another album I don't know too much about. We're gonna probably have to do the other one just to the parody on this one, right? Because there's a lot on. It's always like one or the other, right? Whichever one you pick is the one we don't know shit from. <laughs> Right. But that one now. Number three yes. we could talk about. Faith No More yes, with I, The Real Thing. Boy, do I have memories of this album. Oh, as far as it being a great album, it was an album that was actually stolen out of my car. Hey, at least they stole a good which, one. Which I was not happy about because of my particular friend group that I had, um, it seemed like only, you know, nobody bought, like all three never bought an album. Right. You know, two were always buying a particular album. Yet somehow the third always would get it their hands on it. Yeah. You know, now it dis now I got it back. It disappeared from my car, right, and then reappeared in my car. With with like it was in a in a body shop because it was like you know paint, right, like spray paint like residue on top of it. Overspray on the case, huh? Yeah, exactly. Like, so it was near where someone was spray painting. Ah. And I was like, so yeah, I got it back. So I still have it to I this c- day. I could make a guess as to who that was. Oh, I, oh I've, I've, I've made plenty of guesses about sometimes the things that turned up missing out of my car. Yeah. You um, know. So let's talk about this one yes. for a minute. The opening track, From Out of Nowhere. Mm-hmm. And now this is the first Faith No More album with Mike Patton on vocals. Yes. And... If you don't know who Mike Patton is, look him up. Mm-hmm. That man is a that man is just a, a ridiculously good singer. Yeah, and it was a different type of singing style. Yeah, than was popular at the time because it was very. He almost like he he, he has a sawtooth edge, right? A very a very uh, treble. Treble's the high one, right? Yes, a very treble sawtooth kind of, but not so high. But it's like. It's it's rough, but it's great. Right. And, you know, the I found out an interesting fact about Mike Patton. Mm-hmm. He actually has, like, the widest vocal range of any singer in oh, yeah, rock I've and heard. roll. Like, he's got, like, an eight-octave range. Yeah. Which is just fucking ridiculous. Nasal. Nasal also kind of. A little bit of, nasally, yeah. yeah. So, like, when you think nasally, you think, you know, but it, but it, come quick, bear ass on TV. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> I'm glad you found a way to work it in. <laughs> I'm glad you found a way to work that in. With, with all the MTV references, it was <clears throat> happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, and since yeah. we're talking about MTV, From Out of Nowhere was the first oh. video that they released. Yeah. And that is such a great song. You mm-hmm. got uh, Reverend Jim Martin on guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jim Martin on guitar. Mike Bowden on the drums. Uh, of course, Mike Patton on vocals. Faith No More is just such a fucking great band. Um, From Out of Nowhere is a fun video. It's mostly a live video, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then we get to the next song, which is the one everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Epic. Yes. And it is. Yes, it's an epic song. Yeah. And, you know, Mike Patton proving he can rap, too. Mm-hmm. And do it better than a lot of rappers. And the video was just really out there. Yeah, I remember there being controversy because of the fish flopping around. Yeah, but oh, there's, that's cruelty to the fish. Yeah, but also, I mean, the the exploding piano, the lightning out of the eyeball of the hand. Yeah, 
the the skulls and it just it was just I was weird. A, a trippy fucking video for sure. Oh yeah, but a great song. Oh, excellent song. I could still, I could still sing it word for word. Mm-hmm. Oh. After all these years, uh, next we got falling to pieces. Oh, I love that one too. And that was a sequel where they put the fish in the tank. Yep. Just to say, here's the same fish, and then like it's not the same fish. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that's another another really good song. My life was mm. falling to pieces. Somebody put me together. Again, and again, a trippy. Yeah, the paint yeah. stuff going on. It just my God, they just would just go nuts on there. Yeah, you know, and it it was a it was a different type of music at that time. That's what I said. There was a transition. This was not the, the faith no more was not your typical like you know. Pretty boy looking metal band. No, Jim Martin's an ugly fuck. That was up there, and they were, you know, and Mike Patton couldn't get a, you know, a matching wardrobe to save his life, but it worked. Everything worked. Right. I, I mean, to this day, uh, I think you would have, you would almost have to dress Mike Patton in Garanimals for him to match. Yeah. I mean, he just, I mean, and it, but it, it works for him, and he can do it. Right. See, that's why I wear all black because then I don't have a problem. Well. I don't think I don't have the bravery to dress like the way Mike Patton would. Me neither. I mean, it's like like a like trench coats and board shorts. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and a ripped T-shirt. Yeah, it's like it just doesn't. None of it makes sense. Or I've seen I've seen him in board shorts and like a button down long sleeve shirt. Yeah, and I think in this video he had the clown suit and the bowler hat. Yes. And it works, man. It fucking works. Well, he does the same shit in Mr. Bungle. Yeah, it's like he's he's, he's amazing. Yep. Next we got Surprise You're Dead. Mm-hmm. Great song. Two and a half minutes of fucking just pure animosity. Yep. Um, zombie Eaters, The Real Thing, Underwater Love, The Morning After, and Woodpecker from Mars. Woodpecker from Mars is fun. That's a fucking trip. It's a fun, it's just, it's just a fun one to just put on. Yeah. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Pick up or go on Spotify, whatever your streaming service of choice. Listen to Faith No More's The Real Thing front to back. Yeah. You'll enjoy it. Just sit back, enjoy the ride, mm-hmm. smoke a joint if you're into that kind of thing. You know, just it, it's a, enjoy the fucking ride. How many joints are in a lid? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I roll big joints. <laughs> Our judges say that's right because they roll big joints too. <laughs> All right. Number two. Sepultura with Beneath the Remains. Okay, yeah, that one I didn't put on because except for like Bloody Roots and um, uh, what was the other one they had? Tribal. Tribal. Yeah. Uh, ter- well, Territory. T- yeah, those are like the two that I know about. Well, I Beneath the Remains is where I got into it. Okay. Okay, so you've got Beneath the Remains, Inner Self, Stronger Than Hate, Mass Hypnosis, um, uh, Sarcastic Evidence, uh, Sarcastic Existence, Slaves of Pain, Lobotomy, Hungry, and Primitive Future. Mm. This is like Sepultura really coming into their own, and they're going to get even better. And like their breakthrough album is actually their next one, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll get to in like 9091. Yeah. Uh, when we, we'll get to Arise. Um, but Beneath the Remains is a great album. Schizophrenia, the one, uh, the, the release before this, is raw as shit. Um, you know, it, it was a bunch of young kids fresh out of Brazil. And actually, the record may have been recorded in Brazil. I mm-hmm. don't know. It, it probably was. Um, but like this is their first first one for Roadrunner Records. Mm-hmm. 
and it's the one with some re- first one with some real production to it. And Sepultura at the time, uh, it was you know the original lineup. It was uh, Max and Igor Cavallara, uh, Paulo Junior on bass, and Andreas Kisser on guitar. And now at this point, I think Andreas Kisser is the only remaining original member of Sepultura. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Max left and formed uh what the hell is Max's band? I can't remember the name of the band. Then Igor left mm-hmm. and him and Max got back together and formed Cavalera Conspiracy. Mm. And now yeah, they have a guy named for the last whole bunch of years they got a guy named Derek Green singing for him. He's good, but he's not Max. Mm. Oh. Sometimes you can't capture that lightning back. It's, no, you won't. Yeah. But yeah, um, Beneath the Remains is a great album. Fantastic. Before we get to what's number one, what do you got on this list? Well, I thought we were going to the other list, too. Because there's a lot that I think is going to be on the other list. I kind of doubt it. Okay. Bitch. Let's, let's just go to your list. All right. Well, okay. 245 albums released this year. Okay. It was a good year. Uh, Aerosmith, Pump. Great album. See? Bitch. Not as good as Permanent Vacation. I'm going to say that. I'll agree. I'm going to say that. I like Pump. And I, I, you know, I got the making of Pump. Things go pump in the night. Because everybody was big on videos back then. So it was like, I enjoy the album. But you could definitely see where they were taking a, a turn, as it were. You know, with the other side. Right. And Janie's got a gun. And things like that. But still, great album. They were doing that thing that everyone's seen to start doing where they were putting an intro to the song on the song on the CD and it was a separate track on the CD. So God forbid if you fucking used a uh, shuffle, you'd get some weird ass intro that led to nothing. Right. That pissed me off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pump's got a lot of good stuff. Yes, on it. it does. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite one of my all time favorite Aerosmith songs is on there. Janie's got a gun. See, I'm I just. I love I love the composition of the song. Yeah, I that's not one of my favorite Aerosmith songs, but I I really enjoy that song. Um, I, I mean, the subject matter is really dark and twisted. It is, um, but it's a fucking amazing song. Yeah, I it's hard for me to pick. I know I lo- I like loving an elevator. It's really hard for me to pick something off of that. Yeah, I mean, I just I can always just remember the. I must have watched the hell out of those tapes. And oh, we watched them at my house. Yeah, countless times. Yeah, I mean, they're it was just, it's just fun to to watch those guys riff on stuff. And yeah, I mean, I absolutely, I it pisses me off that that stuff's not available on DVD. Yeah, you know that that would be a fun one to have on DVD. Yeah, but I still have a VHS and I still have a VCR. Yeah, just in case you just you never know. You never yeah ever know. The next Alice Cooper trash. That I mean Alice's. It's not his comeback record, but it's kind. I, I pretty much thought it was because you got Poison, House of Fire. Well, it, it's his one that broke him uh, back. Maniacs again. in Love with You. It's got him. Oh, it's like his his yeah return to prominence. Yeah, record. there there's tons. He also released the Prince of Darkness compilation in this year. Yeah, so it's like he was kind of getting it back. Yeah, and I love that. There's uh, a lot of good stuff on Poison. Yep, uh, Black Sabbath, Headless Cross. Okay, now we're talking. That is the I think it's the first Tony Martin record. Right. And that's actually getting re-released. 
And I'm so fucking excited about it. Did that that. have Sign of the Southern Cross on it? Yes. Okay, I thought so, because I absolutely love that. No, 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 Sign of the Southern Cross is on Born Again. Shit, because I love Sign of the Southern Cross. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's on Born Again. Okay. But this has... It's a Dio. It's a Dio, so it would be. um, um, Of course, Headless Cross is on this, which is a great fucking song. Um, Devil and Daughter. There's just so much goodness that's been lost to, uh, like, it, it was just out of print. Yeah. Uh, like, if I wanted to listen to something on this on, on the road, I had to, like, pull over, get on YouTube, and mm-hmm. pull it up on YouTube. Yep, at this point. Because it's not available on Spotify. But they are re-releasing it and putting it all out, all out for streaming. Okay. Another one, The Cult, Sonic Temple. The Sonic Temple. That's had Firewoman on it. Firewoman. Oh, what the hell? She sells Sanctuary. Yep. A lot of the ones that people know the cult from. Yep. You know, it's real. It's, uh, I, I like this. I like this album. Really good album. Yep. Uh, this one also as a big left turn. Danger, Danger. Okay. Was was this was uh, their album? Naughty, Naughty. Yeah. Let's get Naughty, Naughty. Uh, and- yeah. I mean, it was that was that was like that. And uh, I guess this is where hair metal started going off the fucking rails. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, but also in this, right after them, Dangerous Toys, first album. That, there's some gems on that. Yes. Um, I mean, look, the, the obvious uh, Tease and Pleasing, mm-hmm. which was the lead single off the record and the one that everybody knows. Um, and, but you have their love letter to Alice Cooper, Scared. Yep, that's a good one. I like Scared. Bones in the Gutter is another good Bones one. Bones in the Gutter. And we can't, we can't. Not talk about sporting a Woody. Sporting a Woody. That was just. I mean, and the funny thing is, that was like a hair metal staple where you would just start talking about sex and stuff like that. And Dangerous Toys never seemed to be that type of band that should be talking about sex. No, they sounded. They sounded like what they were—a bunch of sleaze bags from Texas. Yeah, angry. Yeah, you know. And when they kind of like broken up and reformed as Broken Teeth. Yeah. I mean, the name still. It you know you don't you know you don't think of love songs by a band with broken teeth. There's something talk about sex. No, uh, Jason McMaster's was one of the most underrated hair metal singers of the of that mm-hmm. time. That guy has a voice that can peel paint off a wall. Yep, here's one. Dri Thrash Zone beneath. <sighs> The wheel. Well, hang on. We, uh, we jumped ahead a little. I didn't jump ahead. I just, that's a good song. It's a great song. <laughs> but it opens up with Thrashered. Yeah. A song about being at a metal show. <laughs> yep. There's a gig at Fifth Domain. We'll catch the bus or take the train or steal or find a borrow cash. We'll be there ready to thrash. The pit, the pit, the pit, the pit. In the pit. <laughs> Guitar seems so fucking loud. People walking on the crowd, diving out the PA stacks, breaking ankles, necks and backs, sever heads and broken jaws because they're on a loss. In, In the, the pit. pit. <laughs> I've never heard the song. Yeah, I love that. I, I love the album. Oh yeah, Thrat- I, I found it in the in the bin. Yeah, it was I, memories, just memories, right? And such, also silliness. Give a hoot. Was yeah, such a fucking weird one. It, it, that's a fucking weird song. But beneath the wheel. Yeah. The older you get, the more you relate to beneath the wheel. Well, at least me. All right. You know, um, well, kind of. In some ways, I can't relate to it, but uh, I I, re- I relate more to the chorus mm-hmm. type, uh, to the chorus parts of it. Uh, 
swim ahead of the school. Don't be uh, don't be late. If you lose in life, it's because you lag. Keep up with yeah. the traffic. You'll get dragged down beneath the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, shit like that. It's like, fuck. Kurt, you're talking to me, man. You're yep. talking to me. It was good stuff at the time. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff today. Yeah. I still listen to I still listen to this album quite a bit. Yep. Now let's take a left. Enough's Enough's album came out with Fly High Michelle. Fucking terrible. <laughs> you know what the worst part is? I, that is one that like, and it's strange how these things just come up on my YouTube feed. Like the algorithm, like I know it's listening to me. And then the video comes up for that. I'm like, oh, well, let's watch this again. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. It has some good concepts in it. Dropping the sunglasses in the in the puddle. And it just makes a rainbow across the city where everything goes all hippie. Like, it's fun. I <laughs> fucking hated Enough's Enough. Yes. Terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got everyone after that. Exodus, fabulous disaster. I'm surprised that's not on this list. I'm, there's a couple you're going to be fucking surprised. I, fabulous disaster has some some of like the greatest songs from Exodus. On there, even some of the weird ones. Well, pissing razors is on there, yep. like father, like son, uh-huh. uh, fabulous disaster, and then they did a cover of Lowrider. Their version of Lowrider is fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I knew first do Lowrider from Cheech and Chong. Yeah, and then you hear like their version, right? <laughs> and then this also has, I mean, it it opens up with the title track with fabulous disaster, mm-hmm. and for and you've got. Uh, You've got that that chorus, mm-hmm. and and it rings true today. And forever after, you can hear the laughter. The world's being plastered by an evil bastard, exterminating faster, de- uh, devastating plaster, fabulous disaster. Mm-hmm. Rings true today. And then you've got their tales of a mosh pit. <laughs> uh, the toxic waltz. Yes. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> That, and that, that that's one that's in the in the fucking set yes. to this day, and it has to be. There's 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 you can make a mixtape out of all the songs made about mosh pits. Yes, and that that's one has to be on it. That, that would have to be the lead track. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Caught in a mosh, I think. That and Thrashered. Yep, Thr- be- Thrashered could be up there too. Yeah, there's there's a lot, but that is that is one of them that is definitely on there. Yes, yeah. that's a. I mean that it. We talked about Bonded by Blood mm-hmm. last time, but this one here, I mean, this is where, I mean, Exodus sadly never really broke through huge, and they should have. No. Um, if there was a real big four mm-hmm. instead of the, you know, the uh, yeah the money pit big four, Exodus would be part of they it. They should be. Yeah. They were, ground, they were groundbreaking and actual thrash. And never fucking changed. Nope. Nope. Every everything they've done from all their albums, even up to their their latest stuff, it's just it's just, it's it. They're like the well. I'm gonna say this. Don't throw nothing at me. ACDC a thrash, where it's pretty much you know what you're getting when you get an Exodus album. I will. You you are not you are not gonna be you know you're not gonna be like what what is this? They're using arpeggios, and well, is well, is that five seventh time? What? <laughs> well, Gary Holt does use a lot of arpeggios. I'm not sure what an arpeggio is. I was just throwing out terms. I got you. I, I got you. I, but maybe I shouldn't ought to have done that. I won't throw <laughs> things at you for that. For that. All right. After that, Great White, tri- Twice Shy. Not a bad album. 
I I was album. just I was just honestly between well once Bitten was on this between that song and that Georgia Satellite Jinga Jinga I hate those songs because I I just don't like them. You know my favorite Great White song is from this era, but it's not on that album. Okay, Wasted Rock Ranger. All right, I think I might have heard that one. I'm just not a Great White fan much at all, and this album this album kind of soured me on them. Yeah, you know, and it, that's just. Now, King Diamond Conspiracy. Okay, the sequel to them. Yes. Uh, okay, we, we're going to continue to tell the tale of uh, of King after the events that happened at, at his grandmother's house. And Amon is not gone, mm-hmm. but his doctor is now uh, banging his mom, for lack of a better <laughs> term. And... Uh, and he's summoning Amon again and trying to harness their power. Conspiracy is a great album. Oh, Conspiracy, I am being victimized again. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff from King Diamond. He always writes really fun, really entertaining shit. Yeah. Now, the next one is one of the controversial ones that people, it's either they love this album or they absolutely despise it. I am in the, I like this album. Kiss Hot in the Shade. Not a bad song, or not a bad. No, album. not at all. It was. I thought it was a pretty decent. I thought it was a right on brand Kiss album. Right. It, it's you know you know what you're getting with Kiss. Yeah. And this actually has one of my favorite Kiss songs on it. Hmm. Hide your heart. Hide your heart's a great song. I like Ace's version a little better, but uh, you know, why would Ace do a version of a song he didn't play on? No, he did that on. Yeah, Ace did the song on. I didn't know Ace did a version of that. Oh, yeah. Ace did, Ace did a version of Hide Your Heart. Wow. And it's a little it's a little better. Because okay. Ace has such a, a wonderful quality to his voice. I enjoy Ace's singing. I don't. I Okay, well, because like stuff like from like Freely's Comet, Trouble Walking, and stuff like that, I, I love Ace's singing. I, I really don't care for Ace's singing. I never did. Like shock me, never did oh, it for me. That's one of my favorites. Back in the New York groove, I love that one too. Never. That's never. why when we did that whole thing, Ace's album I think was one of my favorites. Well, Ace's Ace's solo album was the best of the four. I'm yeah. not denying that because it was the most Kiss like. Okay, but I mean, yeah, Ace did a version of "Hide Your Heart," and it's uh, it's it's better than this version. Uh, I think some things are changed in it, um, mu- uh, not musically, but story wise. It's a different song. It's a, definitely a different song, but the same song. I'll have to listen to that. Yes, you will. And I'll, now, g- I'll, I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. I'm right. Uh, <laughs> Michael's Monroe not faking it. Michael Monroe not faking it. Yes. Lead singer of Hanoi Rocks. Mm-hmm. Not faking it was his debut as a solo artist. There is some fucking gems on this. It is a... It is a and it's perfectly fits in that glam type album that of the time. And I don't know why it, he wasn't bigger. I Hanoi Rocks wasn't big, and neither was Michael Monroe. And that's kind of that was a shame. Yeah, it was. I just let's talk about a few songs on this. That I can just come off with the top of my head. Uh, the opening track is "Dead Jailer Rock and Roll." Great song. Um, yeah, and Axel sang on that. Yep, Axel sang, Axel sang backups on that. Um, Dead Jailer Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
the three choices I uh, three <laughs> choices I ever came to find were always dead jail or rock and roll. Yep. Uh, you know, it's the life of a rock star. Mm-hmm. And it, a fantastic song, wonderful song. Um, what else is on there? Shakedown, which is a cool song. That's one of the ones I couldn't sing. He's spitting too much, <laughs> spitting too many words at the same time. Um, yeah, I listened to the whole album recently, but just to, to to get it in my brain. But it's it's just that I listened to it. I didn't yeah take anything from it. My my favorite my uh, my favorite song on the album though is uh, one of the slower songs. Is Man with No Eyes. Okay, that is such a it. It's one of those songs that you could take it, listen to it, and you can kind of put your own interpretation on it. It's a really good song, uh, "Man with No Eyes." If you're into, if you're into hair metal, give Michael Monroe a mm. listen. Oh, definitely, you'll enjoy it. And this next band, I don't know if this is the one that had this, but Mr. Big, which album? The first one, okay. the eponymous one. Uh, okay, the ep- eponymous one. Is that is that how you, is that how you actually say that? Eponymous, yes. Oh, I was uh, okay. I'll, I'll I'll continue to oh, say. What, it. Uh, what 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 song are you wondering? To be with you. No. Okay. That's on. Lean into it. Okay. That's yeah, on I'm... the next one. <laughs> um, the what the first like the one that that hit off of uh, this one was addicted to that rush. Okay. And this is a super group. Well, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got uh, Pat Torpe on drums, Eric Martin on vocals. Uh, Paul Gilbert on guitar, who's an absolute fucking monster, and uh, Billy Sheehan on bass, mm-hmm. who is Billy fucking Sheehan. Yeah, you know, uh, if you go back, listen to his stuff with Talis, listen to his stuff with David Lee Roth. Um, D- Billy Sheehan's just a killer goddamn bass player. Oh yeah, and Mr. Big, this is I, uh, the big one off of this was like I said, addicted to that rush. They came into their own a little bit later with uh, "Lean Into It." Okay, yeah, we, I didn't, I didn't research what was on this. I, I tried, I hovered over the link. Yeah, but <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, after this, this one I know at least Motley Crue, Doctor Feelgood. This album is all killer, no filler. I, I think so. Yeah, but it's this is the one where it's like she goes down. Yep. I, lo- I love it. I'll, I'll start with like the middle of the damn thing. She goes down was on this. You know, kickstart my heart. Which is still one of my favorite songs. Uh, Without You yes. is on this. Dr. Feelgood. Don't Go Away Mad, Just Go Away. Yeah, there away. were a lot of videos for this, too, yes. as I remember. Yeah, like five or six yeah. singles off of this. SOS. Yep. Same old situation. That, that, that was a single. Yep. Uh, same old situation was a, was a single. Dr. Feelgood. Kickstart uh, My kick Heart. Kickstart My Heart. Without You. Without You. Damn. Uh, Don't Go Away Mad, Just yep. Go Away. That was a, that Valhalla did that one. We did "Don't Go Away, Mad, Just Go Away." Yep, that was uh, yeah, and uh, I like that. I love this album. Yeah, me too. I mean, it was one. It was one of those perfect right at the moment. And this is Motley. Motley. This is sober Motley. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Now you're not gonna. I put this on the list because it was on. It was on. Uh, and I, when I researched this, I look at actually heavy metal, and these things that come on. Nirvana. Bleach came out. Okay. Now I was not into Bleach. I I know of it. I actually listened to a little bit of it just to see where it kind of ranked up. If it was more, but this it was it was Nirvana. It was grunge. Yeah, it was. And and of all the, I mean, I think that I mean it. It's it can't even be argued anymore because of the way albums are released. 
They started it, you know, with Bleach. Bleach is the first one. Uh, I think Mud Honey was out first. I didn't see no Mud Honey. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, then um, Nuclear Assault Handle with Care. Okay, hang on. Let's not what, what? let's not skip over I'm Nirvana. Not, yeah, yet. but this isn't. The I got a shit. On, I got a this shit. This isn't the good Nirvana. I got a shit on Nirvana at every opportunity. Okay. So this is where being good on your instrument started to be not fucking cool. Now it wasn't cool before. I mean, let's face it: the Sex Pistols, the Ramones. At least that was. And at, um, at th- least, there was a lot of bands like that. The Buzzcocks. They they sounded like shit. Fuck Nirvana. Okay, I understand. I get where you're coming from. Fuck them. But I'm just saying that it's like, it seems like this was like the one. It's like, it, and I was thinking that maybe early Nirvana was more glam based, maybe more rock based, but it wasn't. It was what we call pre-grunge. I was just about to ask you if this would be pre-grunge. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think this is pre-grunge. We'll have to, we'll have to consult with our grunge expert. Yes, our expert Ode to Grunge. In more ways than yes. one. His bathrobe is flannel. That's how much he's in the grunge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gonna he's he, gonna he's he, he's gonna have another rant in a few weeks. He will. I can never keep up with his rants online because I know what shit I must have said. Uh-huh. But I know we're a couple weeks behind. Well, I'm gonna ho- I'm but I'm, I'm, but it's funny because he'll rant about something. It's like, why is he pissing and moaning about driving now? Did I say something? Well, no. <laughs> I've been... I, I gotta make a confession. I've been, like, very, very busy. No, it's fine. And I, I'm currently uh, two and a half weeks behind right. on it's, on releases. Yeah. I got, uh, I got the 86 episode just about yeah. ready to go. And I have, of course, 87 and 88. I hope to get caught up yeah. this weekend. Once we start doing it live... Yeah, I mean it'll it'll be better, and and I wouldn't worry about that because I've seen there's something recording I know recording tonight yeah. online that they're not they won't even come out with the episode till next week, right? You know, but if you want to watch it tonight, you watch it tonight. But right, we'll get we'll get to there. Yeah, what do you got next? Uh, Skid Row, the first Skid well, Row. Well, I'm sorry, Nuclear Assault Handle with oh, Nuclear because you made me skip that, you prick. Oh, my phone went off. <laughs> that was good timing. I flipped yes. him off and his phone goes off. Yep. Yep, go ahead. Okay, Nuclear Assault, Handle with Care. Mm-hmm. Um has one of my favorite Nuclear Assault songs on there. Hey, uh wow. God damn, I can't remember the name of it. The Biosphere, Critical Mass. Okay. This this yeah, this is the album. I actually found this album in the cassette pile. This was the first Nuclear Assault album that I actually kind of got well, started listening to Nuclear Assault. Yeah. And knew, oh, this is that band. Yeah. You know, I'm still not like a huge Nuclear Assault fan, but I know of them. Yeah. Good song. Uh, good, uh, Pretty good album. All right. Next is Skid Row's debut, which we were talking about much earlier. Yep. The skid- you, you jumped the fucking gun on that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Go <laughs> well, fuck yourself. It's a great it's a great album. We, we uh, After that, Tesla, the great radio controversy. Great radio controversy. Now, that has... I want to say that has Little Susie on it, and I want to say it has Edison's Medicine. Probably. That's a great one. Oh. And uh, Modern Day Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the three, like, the big ones off of this album. Yeah. And, because and, uh, Love Song and Signs came, I think. Five Man Acoustical Jam. Uh, came a little bit later. Yeah. But I could be wrong. 
Yeah, but that was uh, that was a Tesla was a nice little thing that just kind of popped up there. You know, it's like they came out of nowhere. They yeah, really did. And these guys, they're still playing today. Mm-hmm. It's still, uh, as far as I know, all the same guys. Uh, still Jeff Keith, uh, Jeff Keith on vocals, uh, Frank Shannon, Tommy Skeel on guitar, who are two criminally underrated fucking guitar players. Listen to the intro to Modern Day Cowboy, and that's all you need mm-hmm. to know. Yeah, I think that is actually on. I found the tape that you gave me many years ago of songs you wanted me to learn uh-huh. for whatever musical thing we were going to do. And I think Modern Day Cowboy was on that. Right. You know? Um, to this day, I can't play that intro. <laughs> oh, but I had to fucking learn it, though. <laughs> All right. After that, Testament. Practice what you preach. Amazing stuff on that album. Mm. Uh, of course, the title track, Practice What You Preach. Uh, what else is on there? The Ballad is on there. Yeah, that's... Uh, I put this one on mostly for you because after, I think, The New Order, I think I, I don't think I knew much after Testament. Pres- although, although I still like listening to them. Practice What You Preach is a really good album. Um, I mean, this is... There's some great fucking guitar work on here by Alex Skolnick and Eric Peterson. Um, if, if for nothing else, the title track is just an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. And that Wasp, the Headless Children. Criminally underrated Wasp record. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's following up the Electric Circus. Yeah, it follows up Electric Circus. Which... And mm. precedes the Crimson Idol. Yeah. But this has their cover of The Real Me on it. Uh, Forever Free... Oh, what the hell else is on this? The, there's a lot of good stuff on this. I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's been a long time since I listened to this album. Um, but Wasp, I mean, I'm hard-pressed to talk badly about Wasp. I don't want to either because I like what they did. I mean, they they were they were hair metal for sure. But, but with a heavier edge. Yeah, they were like, the, they, they didn't want, I don't think they wanted to be lumped in with the rest of them. No. Um, if you, you know, if, if let's say if Megadeth and Poison had an ugly, ugly love child, it would be Wasp. Pretty much, yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much directed at Blackie. Blackie is Blackie looks hideous these days. Mm. He never looked. He never was, was like was a looker. No, you know, Chris and, Ho- Chris Holmes was the handsome man. Uh, yeah, in the pool he was. He was. I gotta say, you know what? I I gotta say, in the pool. Yeah, later on, not so much, but in the pool. Yeah. Um, you'd like him though, cause he's a Cowboys fan. Cowboys. You know, yes, I will agree. Cowboys fans are a, a, a cut above everybody else. But Blackie's a Raiders fan. But uh, see, so so in the long run, we were. Geez, hey, how about what they do? <laughs> they do a story of their life. We can. Uh, Play them. Okay. You know, you can put the chainsaw cod piece on and <laughs> I get I still and, need, and I'll get drunk in a pool. Okay. <laughs> I do need I do need a I that would be a great touch for the Uncle Touchy character. <laughs> a buzzsaw cod piece. Oh Jesus. That would be funny if you could pull that off. Chuck, we need to get on that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to think of how that would work. <laughs> like Oh my God! Okay. Uh, ne- next yeah, album. Moving on. Yeah. 
Uh, we already talked about this. Warren, the first of her. Great album. <laughs> yes. And we touched on that, how it really... Uh, next after that, uh, White Lion. Big Game. Couldn't read my writing. Big Game. I don't even. I couldn't even tell you what's on Big Game. I, I, uh, you know, what pisses me off is that I actually looked it up, and yes, there are songs on there. I, I think maybe when the children cry. I thought some, that, I always thought that was on Pride. It could, or Weight was on it, but something was on one of White Lion's major songs was on there. Okay, you know, big, I could, I couldn't tell you. And then White Snake slip of the tongue. I don't. Not a great record. I don't. It's White Snake. It's White Snake. I mean, you can't. You can't not. You know. So, but you can see where the music scene started getting weird. Right. In '89, you know, and this was also the year that Jethro Tull took the award for they best the Grammy hard rock and heavy metal performance. Yes, they beat Metallica. Yep. Uh, the first ever Grammy awarded in hard rock and heavy metal. Yep. And Jethro Tull beats Metallica. That was sad. Okay. Here's a trivia question for you. Yes. What was the Jethro Tull, Tull album that won? Damn it. I read I read it and I don't remember. Something circle? Crest of a Knave. Okay. There was a C in it. I knew there was a C in it. Right. Crest of a Knave. I remember watching the Grammy Awards that night. Particularly, or specifically for... I think I was, too. Metallica performing one at the Grammy Oh, Awards. yeah. That was a iconic performance. Yes. And to see... All right, they're finally going to recognize Hard Rock and Heavy Metal. And the winner is Jethro Tull, Crest of an Ape. Right. What the fuck? John Kalander was giving the speech? It could have been John Kalander. <laughs> no, I, that yeah, that was one of those. And, and they actually, well, from what I read, they got booed. Oh, they got they got booed and out of the building. I remember watching it and just kind of like you know jaw dropping. It's like, well, okay, that happened. Yeah, because I was just getting into the metal scene in '89. Yeah, I just I just started it, and it was like this is where like the years like my eyes start. But I didn't realize how much I must have been into like a lot of the pop and the glam, you know, and then the harder edge stuff that you had showed me. Yeah. Um. Now new bands. There's a not many new bands. Well, hang on. Let's go. What new? What? 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 what, what? The number one on this list. It, it's it's for, it's for shit. It's not for shit. <laughs> it's it's a, Morbid Angels. Yes. Uh, Altars of Madness. Was that the one that had? Um, oh, God of Emptiness. No. Okay. God, that God of Emptiness is the the only Morbid Angel song I know. Okay. This <laughs> has Immortal Rights. Suffocation, Visions from the Dark Side, Maze of Torment, Chapel of Ghouls, Bleed for the Devil, Damnation, Blasphemy, and Evil Spirits. Yeah. I couldn't fucking tell you yeah. one. The only one I know, and I don't know which Morbid Angel album it is. There are some other great bands. Mordred, uh, I know you don't know who Mordred is. Mordred should have been bigger. They were like hair thrash, hair, yeah. almost hair thrash. Yeah. With a little bit, little teensy bit of hip hop. Okay. You know? You know who else should have been huge? Hmm. The Urban Dance Squad. What'd they do? Deeper Shade of Soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forgot about them. <laughs> All right. So new new bands that formed this, this year. Bruce Dickinson started his solo. Tattooed Millionaire. All right. Damn Yankees. Another super group. Mm-hmm. You have Ted Nugent. 
of course, of Ted Nugent fame. Mm-hmm. You have Jack Blades on bass and vocals of Night Ranger. You've got Tommy Shaw from Sticks on guitar and vocals. Mm-hmm. And the only the only guy I had never heard of before Damn Yankees was the drummer, and I can't remember his goddamn name. Damn it. But yeah, I like Damn Yankees, but Oh yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was a different style. Also, Doro started her solo career. She oh. left Warlock. Nice. Doro Pesh. Yes. Fear Factory. Fear Factory. I can't believe they started all the way back in 89. Yep. I wonder if Dino was still fat then. Bro, oh, probably. That's, you know. Yeah, Dino's a big guy. Yeah. Good, uh, good guitar player. The, the, what I consider the epitome, when you think hair metal, this is the band you think of, Firehouse. No. No, that is the one that is like, with love of a lifetime, you know, they just formed at this point. How? And I'm sure they weren't sitting around saying, hey, one day we're going to be played at every prom in the world. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, good on them. Another one of my, this is like a, not a solo thing, but I like infectious grooves. Okay, kind of a, a yeah. side project. Mike, Mike Muir's little thing on the side. Yep, and he took Robert Trujillo with him yeah, oh. from Suicidal. Uh, Lynch Mob. Okay, George Lynch post-docking. Yep. Uh, Marilyn Manson. I put him on just because he started. We don't have to comment on him. Uh, I, no. I, know, I know you doesn't like him. Fuck him. Okay. Marilyn Manson. Fuck him. I'm sorry. Oh, shit, I said twice. Fuck. Monster Magnets. Monster Magnet. There's a band you don't hear about nope. anymore. Nope. And I, they were more industrials, I recall, right? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Kind of an industrial thing to them. But they, uh, they did some stuff that was just straight up rocking. Mm-hmm. Another one of my favorite bands at the time, Scatterbrain. Scatterbrain. Those guys are fun. Yes. And you want to talk talent. Mm-hmm. Listen to the song Down With The Shit. That's such a fun song. There is parts of like 85 different songs least. in there. And and, and it, drum parts. And it's not sampled. No. No. And they just... Well, I think the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance is. Or the National Anthem. That might be the only they, thing sampled. They threw that in there. But even the video is fun because they're making fun of bands. Yeah. You know? And then you have... Uh, don't call me dude. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the cover art was was fun. They had three three titles to it, you know, like Little Timmy gets a surprise, or the Schwinkter winking live wire laxative. Yep, high voltage Schwinkter winking live wire laxative. <laughs> yep, and oh, it was just yeah, scatter scatterbrain was was just a fun band, and I they had that guy. Uh, blood and uh, drunken milkman, drunken yep, drunken and, milkman. And I think we we used to sit there saying that song at the lunch table. Drunken milkman, yeah, driving Bil- drunk. drunk, Chevrolet in heads, his way, heads his way, a smash, a crash. God, I haven't heard that in forever. Blood and milk, milk, milk and blood. blood. Yeah, that was we would just oh that was fun. Slaughter. Started this year. Okay, so this is when they got when they kicked Vinnie Vincent out of his own band. <laughs> kept, kept, yep, Slaughter said, you know, uh, Vinnie, we got shit to do. Yeah, you know, uh, Mark Slaughter, Blas Elias, Dana Strum, mm-hmm. and I forget who they got to play guitar. Kelly was it? Some guy named Kelly? I don't remember. His last name might be Kelly. I don't know. All right, 
and this is a band I know, we know, but uh, the 69 Eyes. The 60, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't think they were around that long. Neither did I. And they they were, I mean, it's a, that's that beautiful goth type metal. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the, there was, I think there was a, a movement happening at this time somewhere. Yeah, I'm thinking, well, because they're, they're from, uh, I think they're from one of the uh, one of the Scandinavian countries. They might be. I- I'm pretty sure they are. So now I'm curious that the, knowing that the 69 Eyes formed around at this time, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if him had formed somewhere close to here. Too. He might have. He might have. After this, I don't know if you know that Spread Eagle. I've heard of them. They did a band, a song called Switchblade Serenade. Yep. And again, they were they, they were they were great on the. But again, it's, hair metal was leaving. The station in this year. Yeah. And any band that was hair metal starting in this year wasn't destined to be long. Right. They were not long for the world. Yeah. Uh, after this, Steelheart. You talk about a guy with a <laughs> fucking voice. Yep. Um, you've seen the movie Rockstar, right? Yeah. Okay. The Now, they got... Like an all-star band to play mm-hmm. the band in the in the uh, what was the name? Dragon, Steel Dragon. Steel Dragon. Steel Dragon. Oh, that wasn't close at all. Uh, you <laughs> had a, uh, yeah, you had uh, Wild Mick Brown mm-hmm. and Jeff Pilson of Dokken and Zach Wild on yeah. guitar, and not the Viking Zach Wild. No, he was kind of clean cut Zach at this point. Yeah, yet. and. Uh, of course, you had Mark Wahlberg as uh, <laughs> as as the singer. It's it's kind of a dramatic, it, it, not kind of. It is a dramatic retelling of Ripper Owens coming into yeah. Judas Priest. Yeah, although it's it's more of a, a Hollywood because, from what I from all accounts, that wasn't as bad as the the movie. Like no, man. no, no, no. Yeah, because I really doubt that anybody said uh, to Halford. Yeah, you know, Elvis was the king and you're just the queen. Yeah. Uh, I doubt anybody said that to Rob Halford. Um, but it it kind of, it tells the story of a kid who sings in a tribute band in a in a uh, in a Steel Dragon tribute mm-hmm. band. And he ends up getting the job as the singer for Yeah, when the lead singer when, actually just decides to leave. Yeah, when he decides to leave. And I don't know if this happened with Ripper Owens, but he tries to write some stuff and he just kind of gets shit on and he decides to see. Walk that's away. why I think it was. That's why I think it was like really, um, because I think Ripper actually has writing credits on some of the songs that that he was in. I'd have to look it up, but but he even said, "You need to get you know Rob you need back. To get Halford back. You need to get Halford back. He, he was instrumental in getting Halford back in the band. Yeah, and patching things up. Yeah. So it's like it wasn't like I got to take a piss." And leaving. Right, which is what happens in the movie. Yeah, and then the best part after that, he ends up in a coffee shop. And it's like, Jesus Christ, man. No, I don't. I cannot think of anybody that is on a stage of that. I, could you imagine Tom Kiefer playing a coffee shop? Yeah. Shut up, you could not. At this point, yes. No, he'd no. Still, he's, but you still pack him in at that point. Yeah. He, You're not put, playing for five people. Hey, he, who's that guy? Oh, he was in Steel Dragon. Oh, Okay, really? Like you know, like if Jason Jason Newstead, could you picture Jason Newstead not being flocked, just playing at some small coffee house venue? No. If you heard Jason Newstead was going to be playing some small little club, 
know we'd be there. Oh, yeah. And so would about 5,000 other people. Right. You know? Right. Because, you know, so that was... But you're, you're drawing a, a, a kind of a, a fucky parallel because if I knew if I heard Rob Halford was going to be at some small venue, okay, sm- some small little coffee house, yeah. me, you, and 5,000 other people would be <laughs> trying to be there. If I heard Ripper Owens was going to be at, the, at some small coffee house venue, I'm not sure I'd go. Point taken. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's kind of like, uh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> and it's kind of like uh, another guy that you could draw the parallel to mm-hmm. is Arnell Pineda, the current singer of Journey. You know, I thought that's who it was because I was going to bring up the Journey singer, but it was like I didn't know his name. Yep, Arnell Pineda. He was, except he wasn't singing in a tribute band. He was mm-hmm. doing, they found him like a, on a YouTube video mm-hmm. doing karaoke. Yeah. But like back to the Rick, but Ripper Owens thing. Mm-hmm. Like they did in the movie, they couldn't believe that he was actually singing it. They thought he was he was lip syncing. Yeah. Flew him over. All right. Can you do it? And he did it. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's it goes. I, on I just re- I just remember the bandmates treating him like such garbage. Yeah. And it was like, but they had to do that for the walk off to mean something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, walk off. Fuck them. They're treating like shit anyway. Right. You know, but I'm picturing that uh, there's got to be breach of contract. There's got to be. I mean, the legal ramifications of right, shit after that. Right, right, right. It's like you can't just walk out and like be done with it. But back to what where this initially started, the lead singer of Steelheart, yeah, did the vocals for the Steel Dragon mm-hmm. stuff on the on the on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what's the song by Steelheart that I hear all the time? Uh, never let you go. That's it. Oh my God, that would hit the pipes. Yeah, it's like oh. Well, that, that's like uh, there's a song like one of the better better Steel Dragon songs on that soundtrack is called "We Die Young." Mm-hmm. Are we are we all die young? Okay. And oh my God, the pipes on the guy are unfucking believable. Now another band that formed in '89. Now of course this is their pre grunge era. Stone Temple Pilots. Stone Temple Pilots. Definitely pre-grunge. Definitely pre-grunge. Yes, this was this was pre-grunge, so this was, you know, the, the, it wasn't grunge wasn't a thing yet, so, you know, they had to have a genre, so it must be pre-grunge. It had to be. <laughs> oh god. You're, I, you're, I, you're going to give Miller fits. Oh, I hope so. I, I, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna punch out the radio in his car. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Another band. Now I've heard of this band, and I can't remember how I heard of this band, but it's a band called Therapy. Uh, there's a question mark in it, so I guess that's how you say it. I have heard of them. I've heard of them too, but I can't. I can't. I think they might be one of my metal compilation albums. I know. You see, I'm thinking. Therapy with a question mark. Yeah. I'm taken back to Infectious Grooves. Well, you're thinking that's a song that they did with Ozzy. It's a song called Therapy with Ozzy. Exactly. Yeah. But I remember hearing this band because I know they're they're on one of my metal compilations. Right. Somewhere. I actually almost brought all those. I, I found all my discs. Not the tapes. Holy shit, you don't want to hear those. But the discs and how I numbered and labeled them. My God. I have no... no that poor guy that got OCD from just not putting bands together. Yeah. He'd hate my numbering system. Oh, God. I'm putting Roman numerals with regular numbers. I have one of them. I have a CDX3. 
which I'm assuming was 13, but I also have a CD 13. You know, see, this is this is why I mean, I'm sure alcohol was involved. I'll, I bet on it. Do I might have to bet. bring I might have to bring him next week so you can just look at him and make fun of me. Okay, because I know you will. Because I'm I'm looking at the the what I put on them, and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, what was I thinking? First first song on CD one. Okay. Okay. Was Len Steal My Sunshine. Dear God, why? <laughs> yes. And they don't get much better after that. But that's the stuff I would pop in the CD player to listen to. I'll bring them next time. We'll have fun. You'll get fun against me. Okay. And another band that, as I said, strangely coincided with the 69 Eyes, Typo Negative started in 89. Okay. This is uh, post-Carnivore. Yes. Um, when they just embraced the goth. Right. And I think... Um, I I want to say, uh, of course, Pete Steele mm-hmm. was with Carnivore. I want to say Kenny Hickey played drums in Carnivore as well. Um, I don't know about the other guys in the band. I though. thought it was just a name change, like the Priest it, in London. It might have been where it's like it's the same guys. We're just going to change the name, right. and change the entire aesthetic because you know they went with the green and black aesthetic. Yeah. Um, they just they just became just heavy heavy. Um, goth band. Yeah, you know that's, and I I'm just wondering if because Carnivore sounds similar, but more metal. Right. Uh, so we're here. So eighty nine. So I'm assuming ninety is going to be the release of uh, Origin of the Feces. Probably, probably. But not, and it, this is like this is this was the year the the pivot point. Yeah. Of everything, you know. You got your pre-grunge bands that are gonna like. You got your leave. post, your post-glam bands, post-glam bands. I can't. This, uh, you've this got is so much fun. A new wave of American hair metal. Oh yeah, there was just so much going on. Everything was sticking to the wall, right? And it was it was a new time. We had elected a new president. Um, in '89 was Bush, Bush the first, Bush the first. You know, so it was a. In a new era, things were going forward. I remember, I remember just '89 being fun, but that's maybe because I, I that's because I was at an amusement park every fucking day. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I also remember us having a vice president who couldn't spell potato. Oh God, Quail, Quail! Oh, he was such a he was such a special person. Yeah, you know, but you know, it was weird. Not and. We weren't into politics back then. We could give a shit. No. You know? But thinking, I, I can't imagine what the adults were thinking when Quail, it was like, him? Really? Him? Who is this guy? Yeah. Because uh, uh, Bush Sr. Mm-hmm. was, he at least had some credentials to him, you know? Oh, yeah. He was, you know, he's a former CIA director, decorated war hero. Uh, he had he had some credentials. I remember also Quail went on TV, uh huh, and was criticizing Murphy Brown for having a child having a, a child out of wedlock, and it's like, oh, a TV character. You're criticizing a TV character, right? Like it's a person, right? What uh, my my whole thing is? What would the like back then? You had the moral majority. Oh yeah, you know, this and that. Uh, what would they say now when we have shows like 
16 and pregnant and teen mom. Oh, there's even worse ones than that. Lisa was watching one, okay? It was Love is Blind, right? Have you heard of this? No. Oh, God, you'll love the setup. You get two people, right? They're locked in pods and they can't see each other. And they can just talk to each other for a while, right? Okay. And then, you know, one will decide to ask the other one to marry. Then they get to see each other. And then they plan the wedding, right? Here's the best part. After planning the wedding and going through the whole wedding is when at the altar, they get to decide whether they're going to keep doing this or not. So when they say, do you take this man to be your lawfully unknown husband in a full wedding dress in front of parents and everything, she looks at him and says, no. And I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, that is a colossal waste of fucking time. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's other shows out there like that. There's a mar- I think there's one called Married at First Sight. Yeah, I've seen. Okay, yeah, it's like, a ninety oh. day fiance. Yeah, and this is why I fucking hate reality TV. Well, that's what I call. That's why I mostly call them all game shows because they're always playing for a prize. But I always said that I still believe this, except for singles and single out and studs. <laughs> I love Chris Hardwick. I'm sorry, I'm a big fan of Chris Hardwick. I but love I, Chris Hardwick, but except for single out and studs, I don't like. Dating relationship game shows. No. Uh, Chris Hardwick's fun. Oh, Singled Out was just a... That was one of those guilty pleasures. That and studs around the same time. Yeah. But, I, but Singled Out was awesome. It's like, do you want red hair or blonde? I want blonde. All right, red hair. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, Hardwick's fun. Uh, do, uh, I don't know. You're not a... You don't really watch The Walking Dead, do you? No, no, I don't. They do an after show called The Talking Dead. Yeah. And Hardwick mm-hmm. hosts that. Oh, yeah. Hardwick's fun on there. Hardwick. I love Hardwick from his stuff is at midnight. Yep. Um, his comedy specials are great. Uh, Hardwick, he, he's one of the people that I truly, truly, truly would probably be starstruck to meet. And there's not many out there. He's great in House of a Thousand Corpses. And um, he is on, He does. he's done stuff with Critical Role. Yep. And, you know, I... I just I enjoy the hell out of him because he reminds me of my version of comedy. He's self-deprecating and doesn't care about the nerddom. He doesn't care. Oh, he's an absolute geek. Yes, and he he parades it, he flaunts it. Yep. And and I love people that can do that. Yeah. Hey, let let your geek flag fly. Yes. And I will always I will always have fun with it because now I have gotten to the point now where I'm I'm literally watching people play Dungeons and Dragons, along with actually playing it. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. We're having fun. The Dan, the Danhausen mock-up is hilarious. Yeah, very nice. Very evil. Yes. He's, he's very good. Very very nice. Very evil. Uh, Danhausen was on AEW again last night. Oh, and I missed it. Uh, he's... I saw he hasn't wrestled yet. I know, but I saw I, I kept watching like a little bit of it to watch some of the stuff going on. Yeah. But then it's like, OK, I got I do. I go do this. I go do that. I'm running around. I miss matches. I miss things. And I keep watching for him. He's, yeah. I don't think he's going to wrestle. Oh, he'll, he will eventually. Uh, th- I don't think his. I don't think he's, his legs been cleared yet, though. All right. Oh, OK. That's probably why. Yeah. Um, but there was since we last talked, there was some big news in the world of professional wrestling I mm-hmm. want to bring up. Uh Tony Khan. Yeah. 
bought Ring of Honor. I saw that. I saw that when he... And he and I love it. I, I, nope, Shane McMahon is not here. That's hearkening back to the WCW buyout. Yes. Nope, was, Shane's not here. That way, and like I don't think a lot of people got that. No, a lot of people didn't. Um, but yeah, Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, and I, I, I'm, I'm glad he got it, and not Vince. I love the talent on AEW. Yeah, I mean they really know how to use their talent, and it's amazing that now not it, everybody likes to say like most of the roster is made up of old WWE. But it's made up of people from, yeah, I mean, there's only two promotions out there, really. Yeah. You know, but when they get them, they know what to do with them. Unless you're a tag team. I don't know. I think, well. Unless you're I a think, tag team. Honestly, and me and Andy had this discussion years ago that we enjoy tag teams that have a, a, a central theme. And and I'm, I'm not going to shit on RK, bro. Okay. Because, because. Riddle has grown on me. Riddle has grown on me, and I wish I could go back in time to when we met him at Ring of Honor. You know, where because he he's grown on me. Well, hang on, before you go any further, farther, or further, farther, six oh one half a dozen. Um, RK Bro is your classic example of a WWE tag team because WWE has never known how to promote tag teams mm. their idea of a good tag team is take two singles guys mash them together well not all the time i mean when you had like I most mean, of the well, time you had you know, well we go back the rougeos the heart foundation um uh degeneration x i'm just talking I, i'm talking mostly in the last 10 oh yeah years. yeah but they but they knew how to do it at one time and vince is still making you know i mean i always think that a theme I, I don't. I, I don't disagree. Yeah, a theme is fun to do when you when but when they do the take. Yeah, I mean, I think and I know it hasn't been like when you had. Oh, let's put Kane together with X Pac. Now, what they should have done, in my opinion, would have made it ten times better. Put Kane in green and black. exactly green and black, and it would have been so much better. Give them a theme. Well, now my whole thing with AEW's tag team roster, mm-hmm. the main problem comes down to two people. Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks. Okay. Because they are in charge of the tag team division. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to let anybody, anybody get over them. Oh. It's like uh, they, they had a pay-per-view this past weekend. Yeah. Excellent show, by the way. Um, but the tag title match, you had Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, mm-hmm. and Jungle Boy. It was a three-way tag team match. Uh, Jurassic Express versus... Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, Red Dragon, mm-hmm. versus the Young Bucks. Okay, and everybody blows the ja- the the Young Bucks. Oh, they're the best tag team in the world. No, you weren't even the best tag team in that fucking match. No, no, there's there, there's better. And they sniff their own farts and believe it. The Alpha the Alpha Academy is better tag team than. I won't say Alpha Academy is better than the Young Bucks. I, as 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 a tag team, I like the Alpha Academy. You got the big powerhouse, and the, and the athletic guy. I I I I don't care for Alpha Academy to be honest. I don't care for them. It, it's fucking goofy. Honest. Well, that's the thing. If it's Ryan mostly watches it, and I'm in the background. Yeah. If it's entertaining me, I enjoy it. Like things like being said, I'm not an 
an Adam Page fan. He really doesn't entertain me the way like RK Bro has now. Right. Hang, you know, Hangman Page. Um, Hangman Page. He's very good. Mm-hmm. He's very good, but I don't think he believes that he's the world champion. Yeah. No. Even though he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I know. Yeah. I I understand. You have to have a certain. I mean, everybody's looking for the next Stone Cold Rock Undertaker. Well, well, that those are you know generational talents. Yeah. Those are generational guys. One and Undertaker once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But let's back let's back up to uh, the Ring of Honor thing. Yes. Um, Tony Khan announces he's bought Ring of Honor. The plan is supposed to be Ring of Honor is going to be operated as its own entity. Mm. Okay. No, they're going to keep Ring of Honor going as another promotion. All right. And they're going to kind of use it as a developmental. Thing. Uh, well, that makes sense. And sprinkle in some of the main roster AEW guys. Mm. The biggest thing that Tony Khan acquired in the sale was... The twenty-year video library. Oh, that's of Ring good. Of Honor. That's good. There is the start of his streaming service. Yeah, and supposedly there's already a deal in place with HBO Max to stream it. Were they filming at the show we were at? That wasn't a Ring of Honor show. That was Evolve. I thought that was the same thing. Mm-mm. No, no. Where 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 the conf- where the conflagration comes in on your part is. Gabe Sapolsky, who ran Evolve, yeah, had a hand in Ring of Honor at one time. Oh, I could have sworn we did a Ring of Honor show. No, uh, we didn't do no. The ones we went to together uh, in Maryland, that uh, was that was Evolve. Okay, I thought it was. I thought we went to Ring of Honor. Nope, that was an Evolve show. But Ring of Honor did run that building many times. See, that's where I must have got confused because I think all the banners around. Well, they're all Ring of Honor banners. No, there were MCW banners. And Damn you! And a couple there was Ring of Honor something and there. And there was Ring of Honor banners sprinkled you in. Dirty! I wouldn't have thought that before. But no, the um, but I, I'm I'm happy that Tony Khan was able to buy Ring of Honor yeah. instead of Vince, because Tony actually has a pre- appreciation for the uh, for the product. But some cool shit did happen on the AEW pay per view over the weekend. All right. Um. One of the best dog collar matches I've seen since... I saw the aftermath of that. Great match. Um, MJF and uh, CM Punk. Punk comes out, his old Ring of Honor gear, his old Ring of Honor theme music. The plain white, uh, the white uh, board shorts Mm -hmm. or basketball shorts. Punk down one side, the three X's down the other side. Black warm-up jacket with the three X's across the back. Comes out to the AFI music. Uh, total throwback to old school CM Punk. Mm. Him and MJF beat the dog shit out of each other. It Bloody looked like, as hell. It looked like it. Bloody as hell. And uh, also what we had that night, Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston tore the house down. Opening right. match. Best match Jericho's had in AEW, in my opinion. Him and Eddie Kingston beat the snot out of each other. Good stiff back and forth match, and the right right outcome. Eddie Kingston beats Chris Jericho clean. Okay, and then you had John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. 
the what like the the build up to it was Danielson wants to team up with Moxley because we can show these guys a better way. We can teach them the way that we, way it should be done, right? And Moxley says, "I'm not gonna. I don't fight with anybody until I bleed with them." Mm. Well, they both bled. Oh, okay. It was a violent match, and the pop of the night came in the aftermath of the match because who comes out but William fucking Regal? Yeah, I saw that. Yes, and slapped the dog shit out of both of them. Mm. I taught you better than this. <laughs> and then last night on Dynamite, they come out. Uh, Moxley and Moxley and uh, Danielson have mm-hmm. their first official tag team match with Mr. Regal in their corner. It's good stuff. And um, I think they're going to expand the stable and it's going to include some more Ring of Honor guys. Because mm-hmm. now there's no roadblocks to Tony Khan getting these people. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good part. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was waiting for the Briscoe brothers to show up. Um, they're the best. They're it's either them or FTR for who are the best tag team in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait to see that match. Briscoe brothers, FTR, sign me up. I will buy that as a standalone pay per view. Um, Cesaro is no longer under contract to WWE. Yep, he made his bones in Ring of Honor. He's going to be Claudio Castagnoli again. Okay. You know, uh, there, there, there's so much that's open now. The thing I hope is Tony Khan. I hope Tony Khan was able to negotiate for some of those Sinclair broadcast clearances because Ring of Honor was owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. Yeah. And they were on on 77 or 78 markets throughout the United States. I hope Tony Khan got some of that. I'm, broadcast I'm sure on. I'm sure on the business side they had to. And you know what? And I'll tell you what. Just like when WCW was at its height with the uh, NWO, I hope, I hope that the competition will allow for everyone to be better. Yeah. Because except for a few shining bright moments, WWE, I even say from a production standpoint, is dog shit. I hate it. It's too bright. I hate, exactly. And I don't like the... um, Augmented reality shit. Yeah. Show me what the people are seeing. Yeah. You know? I don't need to see virtual birds flying out of Matt Riddle's fucking feet. Is that what they do to Matt? Yeah. He he hops over the top rope. He kicks off his flip-flops and birds fly. <laughs> this is a guy who is legitimately one of the baddest dudes on the face of the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a a nine-time UFC veteran, Mm -hmm. okay? In a shoot, there's maybe three or four guys that are going to beat Matt Riddle in a fight. And I'll sit on the roster, on the WWE roster. And he is, I'll be honest with you, and I I hope this isn't stepping over. I mean, he's a perfect face because he's so damn personable. He is. I, I enjoyed meeting him and all that. It, I really did. I mean, even though I knew nothing about him and, and you were fangirling over him, I know, but I didn't want to get in the middle of that that bro hug. But it was but he was such a nice guy. Well, it was the first time I'd seen him in about two years. Yeah, I know. I mean but he was he's such he's such a nice person. It's like I and and we've run across wrestlers and other promotions we've been to and yeah. there are some real assholes out there who you just wish would go away, you know. Snitsky! Wow. Wow. 
of all people. I was actually also thinking of Lawler. I, I never met Kingfish. Oh my! But God. you told me the story. Yeah, I mean, he is such a a you know a jerk off that it's like, you know, it's like one of those things. Like it's not like he wasn't a hero. I never enjoyed his puppy shtick. I thought it was a you know a, an asshole. Yeah, and I'm sure Andy and I being jerks during the match didn't ingratiate him to us at all. But still, we're fans. Yeah, you don't walk away. You don't pull an MJF. Unless you're MJF. Yes. MJF can do it because he's in costume. He's in character all the time. Yes. And that's the best part. That's the best part about, about him. If he ever goes face, it's going to break something. Yeah. It, 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 no. MJF can never be a baby face. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, Matt, I, I wasn't on board. I thought a WWE wasn't using him right. I didn't like, I didn't like the stoner thing they were doing with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and now that he's, when he did, and I'm going to be honest about this. I know, from what I understand, he got some blowback from Randy Orton. But when he did the RKO off the ladder in that match. Yeah. I honest to God, I popped. I said, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But I and I know Randy Orton said something to him about that. Yeah. And now <laughs> and and now, you know, they're actually they've become really close. Yeah. Which they, is which is nice. I mean, I, I'm glad they're not pulling a lot of a stoner thing out. No. Although, again, and I know these guys, you know, they kind of have to do what the writers tell them. But that scooter race. Yeah. Dear God, was that I would. It was silly. But if they they really didn't lean into the silly enough, as far as I was concerned, Ryan and I were coming up with some great stuff that they could have done <laughs> during that whole scooter match. I, I have a great thing that they could have done during that. Hmm. Not fucking do it. Yes, but it was it was only slightly silly. It was it's like if if you're gonna do yeah, you need to go full on silly. You know, not Kevin Phillips bong silly. Oh no, that's the silly level, the level of silly, not well, slightly silly. No, Kevin Phillips bong was a slightly oh silly sli- yeah, never slightly silly. You go you go full on silly with it. You know, like they did with the junior division. <sighs> You remember the junior divisions? Yeah. Yeah. You just lean into that shit. <laughs> I'm. It's for reasons like that that I'm glad <laughs> Vince didn't get his hands on the Ring of Honor. I, it just. It's like, what are we gonna do today, boys? We're gonna put Riddle in a scooter race. Ah, that's great, a scooter race. Ah, oh, that's good shit, pal. Tell you what, right? Now, it's like, yeah, and, and we're watching it, and of course. <laughs> It was it was slightly it was it was humorous watching that you yeah. know, but like at least you know sometimes I sometimes I wonder I and mean, it goes with his theme at least yeah you know I'm still waiting for the shoe versus shoe match okay I told you like ma- like making Matt Riddle like wear shoes oh yeah, yeah and yeah. where where I like honestly just like he you know, he he can't wrestle as well because he can't lift his feet right. His feet are weighed down, so he can't kick. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. That ra- that roundhouse doesn't hit you in the head anymore. <laughs> now it fucking just good. Now it's a gut shot. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something interesting. It's funny, but it's like I know like what they did with King Corbin. Now I thought the progression of the story was beautiful. The character, you know, he went from King Corbin to poor Corbin, which was awesome, to happy Corbin when he wins the lottery. But that poor part, when he's wearing the same shirt 
every single time. And it's got stains on it. And it's get and it's getting different stains on it. And it's like that's it was awesome. No, that was terrible. No, no. Anything that involves Baron Corbin is inherently terrible. No, he's not terrible. He's horrible. He's not stop. He was, he's horrible. <sighs> the only the only guy that's associated with him that's worse is fucking Mosh Pit Moss. I mean, Madcap Moss. I mean, Douchebag Moss. Yeah, I kind of don't like what... I mean, I don't know. They, The part that upsets me with with Baron Foreskin and, and Douchebag Moss is that Drew McIntyre, who actually has talent, is getting the, the stink of that grisly fucking death on him. Because mm. Cor- Corbin sucks. Corbin's never been good. I don't think he's never been good. He's not good. All right, all right. Fucking Riddick Moss is not good. Drew McIntyre is good. Yeah. Drew McIntyre is very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, uh, the guy goes, and I feel bad for that dude. His WrestleMania moment is ruined by the pandemic. Okay? Mm-hmm. He wins the WrestleMania. He wins the world title in an empty fucking building. Yep. Instead of in front of 80,000 people like it should have been. Okay. Over Lesnar of all people. He beats Lesnar of all people. But is in front of nobody. He goes from that. To being stuck feuding with a clown. Like. uh, Baron Corbin. Well, there's not many guys on the roster now that they can, you know. Uh, budget cuts, pal. Uh, yeah, but I mean, and, and it, when he's not, you know, playing tiddlywinks with fucking Happy Corbin and Mosh Pet Moss, he's feuding with fucking Jinder Mahal. Okay, well, he's got a feud with somebody. Yeah, how about somebody good? Put him in there with AJ Styles. Put him in there with fucking Bobby Lashley. Well, I think Bobby Lashley, he's just, he's, he's, mm. Lashley is phenomenal, dude. There's, there's, I have not seen Lashley have a bad match. Yeah, he has good matches, but he's also dull as dishwater. That's why he has a mouthpiece. That's why you have MVP out there with him. You gotta have, you gotta have the full package to be champion. And nobody, you don't, nobody, no, you don't name a champion. Name a champion that didn't wasn't full package. Bret Hart. You kidding me? The excellent of execution. Bret Hart couldn't cut a fucking uh, wasn't a very good promo. Goldberg. <laughs> okay. Argue that one. I. <laughs> I can't because Goldberg's always just in it for the money, and he's trash. Shit on the mic. Shit in the ring. Fucking retired Bret Hart. Because he couldn't throw a fucking super kick properly. Mm. Fuck Goldberg. All right, all right. (laughs) Nearly killed The Undertaker because he was blowed up 30 seconds into a fucking match. All right, all right. I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to defend Goldberg. I mean, I was okay. Another one who was who was champion and wasn't a total package. David Arquette. 
Now you can't you no you I don't you I no you can't do that you yes, can't yes I do, can no you can't do that he was the WCW World Heavyweight Champion yeah in a in a shit show of a of a of a cage angle match thing that for a movie promotion he was still the champion you can't no Vince Russo the, the bad idea king the bad idea king. I want to know how people like him keep their jobs. I really do. Well, I mean, he's not been employed by a wrestling promotion. No, but when, when, when they were. How, I mean, it was like the, the crap that, that he would pull. Well, the thing is, in, with WWE, he had, Vin, he had the Vince filter. He had the Vince McMahon filter. Mm-hmm. So for every one good idea he had, the re- 90 that Vince said no we can't do that or that's that shit in WCW he didn't have that filter well I just you can't count that the garbage championships sure you can no stop it you can't sure you can you know the good champion you gotta count the good champions and there's I I don't like Roman Reigns as a champion blasphemy what do you mean blasphemy Roman is uh, Roman needs to be the champion. Yeah, or else he's unemployed. No, no, because uh, like the what they're doing with Roman is absolutely perfect. Ugh. I don't like him. What's not to like? He's like the perfect heel. Because he's got like one move. Three. Yeah, I mean. And I know most. I know most times when you get to that level, you're you're kind of done actually flipping and flying around the ring. I get that. Looking at Rock's early matches, when he's doing stuff off the top rope, he's flipping, he's bumping, and all that. And I get. Once you get to a certain point, you're done, and now you're just gonna do all the safe shit, you know, and a lot of rest holds. I get that. But he's fucking terrible. Nah, I gotta disagree. Mm. I I like what Roman's doing. I would like Roman better if the Usos would stay the hell out of the ring. Well, that's part of it. it no, there have been many there have been many heel champions who are charismatic, who didn't have to have their buddies running in all the time. You know, and especially just the way it's done. If the buddies run in, I mean, it's always like the 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 group is together. Okay, he is he is. What's the word I'm looking for? Like talk down to the Usos to the point where they shouldn't even be helping him. They should be stabbing him in the back post haste. Well, he's the head of the table. Ugh. He's the he is the head of the bloodline now. Yeah, I looked up that bloodline, and I'm I'm still hoping that someone else comes and knocks him off his damn throne. Yeah, which which it's one, gonna it's gonna happen. One of the cousins needs to come ne- up next year. Rock, next year it's gonna be Rock. No, Rock's already been there. Next year they're gonna set. You mark my words. Don't they? Rock, mark my words. Rock's, Rock's, WrestleMania 39. The main event will be no. Bro, will be the Rock versus oh, Roman Reigns. Oh God! Mark my words. Well, I won't be watching that one. That's why? It's going to be great. No, I'd rather watch the Brawl for All. 
Okay, bro. Okay, bro. We're going to let him shoot, bro. <laughs> fucking worst idea in the history yeah. of pro no, wrestling. No, in all honesty, with the way Rock wrestles now and the way Roman wrestles, it's just it's just going to be it's going to it's going to be another one of those like Hulk Hogan Rock. It's like nobody's going to do shit. It's not fun. It's going to make money. Of course it'll make money. But now you say about oh, Roman always has the Usos jumping his uh, jumping in on his, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Ric Flair dominated the 1980s with the Four Horsemen. Right, but he also didn't talk down to the Four Horsemen. No, they were all equals. Exactly. Triple H didn't talk down to Degeneration X when you're with these groups. Well, not not on screen anyway. Yeah. Oh, of course, not on screen. On screen, everybody's best of friends. I get that. But it's like the way Roman treats the Usos. That's part of it, though. It sucks, though. I love it. I would just I would love to see them cost him the fucking match. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen at Mania. It's going to happen against Lesnar. You know? It's that's that's I just I just don't I don't care for Roman Reigns. I just don't. Well, I mean, you're also an Aerosmith fan. Easy. Easy. I mean, your taste is fucking suspect at best. I have excellent tastes. No, you don't. I do. No, you didn't. Oh, I most certainly do. That's one man's opinion. It, it's my taste. And it's wrong. My tastes have always been like the everybody knows. Everybody knows it knows me. It's like they look at stuff that, you know, people watch a lot of, of, of shit TV out there. And people always recommend stuff to me. And it's always, eh. But, you know. And that's why I don't recommend stuff, because I know my stuff's great, and they have to catch up. No, 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 because I've recommended things to you, and I, this is how I know your taste is shit. I've recommended things to you, and you didn't like them. Like what? Trailer Park Boys. Right. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't care for it. Letter Kenny. I don't even want to. It's just if it, Look, Canadian comedy. You just have a thing against Canadians. I. Some of my best friends are Canadian. Spoken like a true freaking anti-Canadian. You know, I I don't... I, I, I Canadians are all right. The shows are shit. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ooh, wait a minute. Were you, were you or were you not a huge Kids in the Hall fan? Oh, big time. I love Kids in the Hall. Ah, exhibit A. It's Canadian. All right. Were you or were you not a big SCTV fan. Yes, I was. Canadian. Yes, I agree. Also, you can't do that on television. It was Canadian. Yes, it was. Canadians at one point had the, uh, uh, the comedy wrapped around them. They still do. You know, now it's... it's eh. No, it's not. It is, it is. You can't... Compare, uh, the kids in the hall and the state... And the Upright Citizens Brigade and all those great troops. Okay. That was just pure comedy gold. I want I tried watching the trailer of our boys. I did. I did. And I don't see the few I don't see the humor in it. Well, you're you're entitled to be wrong. And I understand where you're getting the humor from. I get it. I understand. I I totally understand. However, unfortunately, 
I know people like that. Th- that's so, what makes it funny. It's not funny because it's too. It's like I. Yeah. It's too close to home, doesn't it? <laughs> not that close. Yeah. Not that close, but a lot of close. Well, you you do kind of remind remind me of Randy Bobandy. That's your that, fucking cheeseburger walrus. Yo, easy. That's not that hurts. That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> Speaking of which, me and my 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 Randy, mm-hmm. we're going to see Trailer Park Boys, Randy. In April, yeah, he's going to be down at the what, gin. He's going to be at the he, gin mill. What is he going to possibly do? It's Randy's tree, Randy's cheeseburger picnic. Yeah, but what? What? Did, I I don't uh, care. I don't care what he's well, doing. Hold on, do. hold on. Uh, what did he do on the show? He was the assistant trailer park supervisor. Yeah, but what? Fucking god damn it! You answered a fucking question. <laughs> it's like what? What did he do? Every time I saw his character, it didn't do anything f- at all. He just would walk around without a shirt. Well, that's part of it. And he was in a relationship with Mr. Leahy. And he was Mr. Leahy's lackey as well. Yeah. And he was, you know, arch nemesis to the to the boys. It's arch nemesis. What? Uh, see, even the premise, that sounds fucky. What's fucky about it? It's like it doesn't make sense. I tried watching. I really did. I gave it a chance. No, you didn't. I did. You didn't give it a fair chance. I I gave you went in there with bias and hatred in your heart toward Canadians. I do not have any hatred in my heart toward anybody Canadian. Ish. <laughs> it's hard to frame that because I do. There is some people I really don't like. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but I don't know if they're Canadian or not. But beside that, it, look, it's just not a it's not a a good show. It's a great to me, show to me. It's a great Jim is show. also tried to get me to watch The Walking Dead. And I don't really want to watch that. Well, you don't like zombies. I, I like zombies to a point. What I don't like, I don't like down TV shows. It's a zombie apocalypse. How do you put a bright, shiny coat of paint on that? I don't care how they do it, but I just don't like the down TV shows. It's a zombie apocalypse. They could show how mankind has come together. They are. Yeah. And killing each other. Every time you talk about that, it's like, oh, this faction's killing this faction. And this faction, they're all marrying their sisters. And Jesus Christ. Nobody's marrying their sisters on The Walking Dead. The the creator of that and Kevin Eastman, talented person. I'll give it up to him. Did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Very talented guy. You know, great. I just, I don't like the idea. First thought, any idea of the show. What What's not to like? A, what? Or why don't you like an idea of a zombie apocalypse? Be, tell, go ahead and fucking tell me it's unrealistic. I didn't say it was unrealistic. Why you was that? Go ahead and fucking I, tell me it's unrealistic. No, it's not. I just think that it's, it's just like the, the humans, the normal people have, you know, the, the, that the zombies, which to be quite honest, even looking at them, you know, there's ways around that shit. And I and I can't for the life of me fathom how they keep getting inundated with zombies. Because everyone turns and yeah. there's hordes of. Them. Yeah. And they're slow as shit and not too clever. They and- were fooled by someone wearing a dead skin mask. Yeah, didn't think I knew that, did you, whoa, you whoa, fuck? Whoa, whoa. They, what, with the Whisperers? 
Yeah. Well, the whisperers were the smart ones because they blend. They found a way to blend in with right. the dead. Right. So they're not that clever, right? And every time you see them, they're shambling and all that other shit. And it's like, oh, let's just get behind a brick fucking wall or a chain link fence. And that stops them. But no, no, let's all walk in a fucking field. Jesus Christ. You gotta gather food somewhere, douche nozzle. You gotta hunt somewhere. I know. It just seems like the zombies always, like, sneak up somehow. Well, when they're coming from all directions, yes. I just, look, not a fan. I'm sure it's a great show. A lot of fans, people like, I'm not one of them. Yeah, well, you're because it's down. Be. It's down. I don't like the fact of of like you. You already have something out there trying to kill us, so humanity should be banding together and not trying to kill each and other. And some communities do band together. Yeah, but everybody's so untrustworthy. You never know because who's hum- going to turn. Because humans are shitty animals. Mm. Humans are inherently fucking scumbags. Yes, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't go. It shouldn't go to that. I mean, you know. I mean. When is there going to be a show about happiness and flowers and, and, and you know, walking through the meadow? <laughs> I will not watch The Good Life. Uh, it's it's just not. It's, and, and I don't. But I never shit on anybody for being a fan of anything. I do. I don't because you can like what you like. I just don't care for it. And I get recommended stuff all the time. And I don't like listening to recommendations. Yeah, because you're a closed minded dingus. I am the furthest thing from closed-minded. No. You won't even accept that post-grunge is a thing. I said it was a thing. Like new metal. It's post-grunge. It's after grunge. <laughs> so, so let's recap a little bit what we covered today. Holy shit. We're fucking hour and 57 in. What did we cover? Oh, 1989. 1989. And after realizing that we didn't know a whole lot of the stuff that Rate Your Music put on the best albums of 89, we just kind of went through some other shit. And we've determined that Nirvana's first album is actually pre-grunge. Pre-grunge. Stone Temple Pilots. Pre-grunge. Pre-grunge. Yep. And this episode is probably going to piss Jim off. No, no. He's... Or at least that discussion will. I think he. I think he's beyond getting pissed off. I doubt because it because he's to the point now. I think he waits for it. I honest to God think he waits for it. He's like, when's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? Yep, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. He swerves off the road. Yeah, you know, takes out a street sign. I could see him like pulling over and punching his steering wheel repeatedly. <laughs> I honestly can picture him yelling at the car. Oh, yeah. Especially it's like when you talk about certain things. You're like, no, no, that's not what I meant. I'm not saying that. <laughs> and then wait till I get home and get on the computer. Yes. Ooh, I'm going to send him such a message. Yeah, that's why I get home and like the messages. Well, I, I, I turn on the computer and I finally I'll look on Facebook. And it's like, why am I getting yelled at again? What I say? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the best part is when he yells at you like. To yell at me. Yeah, I don't understand what the hell I even do anymore. I don't understand what you do anymore either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hungry. Oh, well. I had some chicken carbonara for uh, for supper. Nice. Yeah, it didn't taste right. Did you make it? Well, technically. Okay, you heated it up. <laughs> I didn't heat it up. Okay, I poured the bag in the pan and oh. stirred it. Oh, dear God. <laughs> 
Oh, dear God. All right. I can't. I can't with this guy anymore. All right. I think next week we're going to take a break from the uh, from the musical interludes because we're going to just have a let's do something else for a little bit. And then we'll talk to yeah. Jim about getting him in here when we bust into the 90s because he's the grunge and post grunge. He is. He will be able to speak about a lot of this stuff, you know, in its heyday, in its infancy and where he was at. You know, when he was just, you know, sitting in his room, which, by the way, he told me what was in his room. I'm scared. Nah, it was just a Ferrari poster and some boy bands. Why am I not surprised? Yes. Now, now he's going to fucking yell because <laughs> <laughs> you let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, until next time. Oh, no, not them. I'm Eric. And I'm the wise one, Bill. Later on, motherfuckers.